Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. So typically, it's Professor Marty who's doing the welcoming and kind of the facilitating of the conversation. And we're turning the tables today. This is episode number 90. And every 10th episode, we interview somebody. And so this week, I'm interviewing Professor Marty. And I'm very, very excited about this. So he's a dear colleague here at the college, Wisconsin Lutheran College, where we teach. We're both on the education faculty. And we serve on committees together. We came here at the same time. And we've just developed a wonderful friendship and also just a collegial, wonderful relationship. So I'm excited to hear his thoughts today. I think you will enjoy them, too. He's going to be talking about five values that will change your life. Professor Marty, why don't you start off, just tell us a little bit about you, like just a little biography of you. Okay, a a little bit about myself. I've been in education for over 20 years, Uh, graduated from WLC actually, spent a year overseas teaching, Central City, inner city Chicago for eight, uh, white collar suburbia for five years in Minneapolis before coming here. Uh, Love my wife, four kids, three of them teenagers. It has been just uh, an unbelievable journey and certainly so blessed through the process. And what I love about wherever the Lord's given me the opportunity to teach is working with students. And I love college and grad students too. I mean, they're adults, great ideas back and forth. And it's just really neat to see them just continue to grow and discover uh, different aspects uh, along the journey. Professor Marty always does such a fine job. I really respect his ability to know the content and be very professional in the content, but be really student-centered. And he just, he walks that that line of, of mixing those two so very, very well. And uh, you're also in a grad program right now, right? What are you getting your PhD in? So PhD is going to be in teacher leadership. And I'm, I'm actually really excited. Before uh, this podcast, I just submitted my final paper uh, in an advanced uh, qualitative studies course. But the great thing about it, and I guess I am a little quirky because I, I'm excited about it, uh, <laughs> I, I think I really can use a good portion of uh, the learning from that course for Chapter 3 in, in my dissertation, which is still a ways off. So, so I'm really uh, excited about that. Excellent. So thanks for giving us that little bit of background. So why don't you share for us? Tell us a little bit about these these values that have impacted your life so much. Okay, so I, I, w- I was given a, giving some thought to this. And you know, I really think while research and best practice and evidence-based decisions certainly are good, and they do really have great value, today what I thought I'd do is approach uh, lessons that we can learn using conventional wisdom. Uh, because I believe uh, conventional wisdom is often overlooked in our scientifically minded society. So for today, I'm going to reflect on five lessons, uh, which will equate to five values that I really wish I would have embraced uh, earlier in my career. Beautiful. Look forward to hearing about it. What's your number one? Okay, so the number one is value people. You know, i had been rightfully taught to value people by my parents. Uh, Both my parents have a background in teaching. In fact, my dad was in the field of education for 46 years. That's a long time. Um, Always optimistic, though. Uh, Both of my parents stressed to me the value God places on people. I mean, look no further than his plan of salvation, shared with Adam and Eve, carried out on the cross, and followed by that glorious resurrection that we just celebrated of Christ. 
But the question is, how can you value people? And so I think looking back, I didn't understand it at the time, but looking back, what my parents did is, when I received a report card, uh, you know, they certainly wanted me to use the gifts the Lord gave me, but they were equally concerned on how I respected my teachers. And, and they took the time to really make that point to me. And when we talk about valuing people, I realize that a lot of us, uh, including myself, say, oh, certainly I value people overall. However, the reality of living this out uh, is much more difficult to do within our society, especially within the context that we're living in right now. I love this point that you're making. As educators, as professional educators, we're very concerned about intelligence and what kids are learning and, and knowing and understanding and connections and critical thinking and all of that is so very, very valuable. But there's one of those things that, where does character play into this? And character is that thing that you carry with you your whole life. And if you have a strong, solid character of integrity and you value people and you're compassionate, people can teach you what they need you to know for different jobs, different skill sets. You can pick those up and grow those, but as educators, what are we doing to really model and help young people understand the importance of these things like valuing, valuing other people? And, and it's, a, it's a really good point because if you think about it, if you're a teacher or, or really for so many jobs, uh, what was the qualification for you to become a teacher? You had to demonstrate a, a skill set. You had to demonstrate competency and knowledge and to a degree disposition. But like you said, that character really, really plays plays a, a big role. So I think, uh, looking back, you know, when I first started teaching, I was so busy chasing after content, uh, keeping the bills paid, improving my skill set, uh, that uh, indirectly I often undervalued people and students. Uh, consider, with my focus on those things, what message was I sending to the people around me? I had a job to do, and efficiency was essential. So let's fast forward to today. You know, some things really haven't changed a lot. Today, consider how our youth are spending their time. Now it's social distancing, but they, they, they're finding other ways to value other things. Uh, maybe it's their cell phone uh, playing numerous games. So how do I approach this? How do I value people? So one of the things that I do is I have to do things intentionally. So I have to write it down. I have to put it uh, in my planner because if it's not in print, it doesn't be doesn't become reality. So before this podcast, uh, I called my wife, talked a little bit, and then I said, honey, can you pass the phone around to our, our kids? And I told myself, just listen, just listen, actively listen to my kids. And so I just asked simple questions and, and I listened. And so my challenge for you is Consider someone who you haven't talked to for a long time. Just call them. Reach out to them. Don't dominate the discussion. Just listen. And certainly that is an easy, effective way to show value. And Dr. Rhoda has mentioned that as well. Okay, so valuing people is your number one. What's your number two? So my number two is value the unexpected joys in life. I'm liking this one. Uh, how often do we miss opportunities for joy because we are so focused on controlling a situation? I mean, I get it. 
My kids before COVID-19 used to be at sporting events, piano lessons, uh, and you were running from here to there, or, or really I should say my wife was doing a lot of that running here to there. Yet when we, when we overplan our lives, I, I really think we shortchange the gifts that the Lord is willing to freely provide for us. Now think about it. Think of some of your best memories. Uh, were they all planned out? Uh, certainly some, but not all. Is your job, or your life for that matter, exactly how you had predicted? For the vast majority of us, of us, and thankfully, it, it isn't. Yet this is really refreshing because we know the Lord has a set plan for each of us, and in that plan, he often provides unexpected joys in life. The catch is, are, are we allowing him to? In other words, are we too busy to listen to it? You know, looking back, I would try less to tell God what to do and spend more time listening to what God has provided me the opportunity to do. And, you know, Dr. Rhoda has reiterated this sentiment on the last podcast on, on being content. And I, I just had several people call me this week saying, hey, you know, I, I listened to the podcast. Uh, that really was spot on. Um, please let Dr. Rhoda know. I think that's a takeaway. So parents, how can you provide your kids the opportunity for these unexpected joys? It's pretty simple and yet complicated. The, the simplicity of it is set aside time, provide time. Uh, share with your kids the ups and downs. Explain to them the God of the universe who designed each person uniquely certainly knows what is best. And the only way to have those unexpected joys is to not overplan. Very true. When we get so busy, it gets hard, like exactly what you said, to just stop and do the pondering. Of I'm reading a really interesting book right now called 1,000 Gifts. It's a, it's a Christian book. And she was in a tough place in life, and she, somebody challenged her to start journaling, just writing down blessings in her life till she got up to 1,000. And it absolutely changed who she was as a human being. So number three, a third value. Uh, third value is value tradition. You know, we live in an age where the world, where when you say the word tradition, it's often interpreted uh, with a negative connotation. Uh, we tend to, uh, to be attracted to things that are labeled progressive uh, because they're interpreted as being more desirable. Uh, in this way, uh, tradition is really a good thing. Uh, my kids, one of the things we do as a Miller tradition is at Thanksgiving, they, they do this car ride search afterwards. I won't go into the details, but it's a tradition we've done year after year after year. And don't get me wrong, at the time, uh, particularly one of my kids, and I can visually see this, is rolling their eye, eyes back in the, in the back of their head going, oh, this is so stupid, why are we doing this? And yet, I know as they get older, uh, they'll appreciate uh, those traditions for the memories that they bring. You know, traditions really uh, are somewhat like a glue that binds us together. In fact, my wife recently told me uh, during Holy Week, oh, we, we're, we're not going to the Brookfield Family Restaurant to pick up the kids uh, on Good Friday. We always do that. And I'll admit, I completely forgot that we always do that. <laughs> um, but the point is, that was really important to her. And it was important to me as well because it was important to her. And it's a great memory when you stop to, to think about it. So my words of encouragement are to consider one tradition that you want to create 
or do uh, with your kids? And I'm sure, Dr. Rohde, you have some great traditions. You know, I really appreciate the point you made, Professor Marty, about they may not appreciate it in the moment. I don't know about you, but I'm so much more appreciating traditions as I get older. And so this past Christmas, I was home in Arizona. My mother had just passed away. We were actually having her funeral the day after Christmas. And I got together with nieces and nephews, and I had brought along some of grandma's old dishes and that sort of thing to, to share with them, like physical dishes, plates, vases, that sort of thing. So we cooked our traditional meal, but then I also gave them some some things that had belonged to grandma. And actually, these had been grandma's grandma's. And so I think the traditions can link the generations which can be this beautiful thing that sometimes you don't appreciate until you get older. But my niece was in tears thinking that she was holding this bowl that had been her great-great-great-grandmother's, and she would pass it on to her children. You know, there's just something, I think it would great-great-great-great, I think that's right, <laughs> a whole bunch of grandmas ago, <laughs> that all these women had cooked food for people that they loved and served them out of this bowl, and it was going from generation to generation to generation. Now, that's something that when you're younger, you may not value so much, but I think as you get older... And so whether our kids are excited about it or not, go ahead and, and do those things. So excellent, excellent point. Next one. Uh, the next one is uh, value, persistence, and accountability. You know, this week, Dr. Rhoda shared a picture of two young individuals at a coffee shop talking about st starting a podcast. Young. Thank you for saying young. Well, maybe not so young, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, the picture was taken over a year ago. And at this time, at that time... I mean, I clearly remember. At the time, the podcast was just an idea. Uh, however, Dr. Rhoda and I made a commitment to meet once a week to see if people were interested in the topic. Uh, little did we know that God had much greater plans. And we are so blessed. And yet, if either one of us had not been persistent, if either one of us had not held the other accountable, simply put, you wouldn't be hearing us today. So my suggestion to you is choose a trusted friend and give them permission to hold you accountable to tasks that you really, really want to pursue. Excellent advice. There's just something about it when we, we don't want to let other people down or disappoint other people. And so when they expect us to be someplace or to do something, we're much more likely to follow through and do it. So, so do you realize for this podcast... Um, Dr. Rhoda drove all the way from her house out here just to do the podcast and, and head back. I mean, I think that that just kind of gets at the heart of the whole persistence and, and accountability because, quite frankly, it would have been so much easier to just say, oh, you know, is it worth the effort? But yes, it absolutely is worth the effort. Oh, it's the highlight of my day. Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> all right, so value Persistence and accountability. And what's our fifth thing that uh, our encouragement? Okay. So the fifth takeaway that, that uh, I came up with was value supporting and helping others succeed. You know, the older I get, the more I realize any success I have ultimately is dependent on those around me. Think about it. Your first job was a result of someone taking a chance on hiring you. Your first day as a parent was shaped by what you learned from your parents. Your first job as a teacher, if you're a teacher, was shaped by the multiple teachers training you. My point is, in this self-centered world, the reality is there is no success attributed to you that you can rightfully claim as only dependent on you. And when you embrace this idea, you will want to support and help others. And so I just have a short story 
to, to share with you. Um, there was a job opening and a, a friend of mine by the name of Scott went through the job interview process. And then he called me up and said, hey, you know, you may be interested in this job. And he explained, I said, well, didn't you apply for it? And he said, yeah, but I'm so confident the Lord's just going to get the right person there at the <laughs> right time. And that was a great lesson to me on how if you support and help others succeed, it certainly does bring you joy as well. That is beautiful. And I love that mindset of abundance. I'm a firm believer that, you know, there's not one pie that we all have to split up. And if more people get pie, we have smaller pieces of pie. I think we have the ability to make more pie. And when we can have that kind of mindset where we're in this with other people and we want to see other people be blessed, we know that we'll have a blessing coming back from it. And one of my favorite sayings in regards to we don't get anywhere on our own, it's an old country singer one time said, if you ever see a turtle sitting on the top of a fence post, you know it didn't get there by itself. <laughs> nice. Right? Nice. I mean, all of us are where we are because other people, exactly what you said, have taken a chance on us, have tried, have taught us, have loved us, have encouraged us. Um, we're meant to bond and help each other. That's how God designed it all. And what a beautiful reminder for us. So five beautiful reminders here. Thank you so very much, Professor Marty. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways on five values that will change your life. Uh, number one, uh, value people. And the only way for to do this is to have that discussion. Uh, number two, value the unexpected joys in life. Uh, take the time in your schedule to not have everything over planned and you will see the countless unexpected joys that the Lord provides. Uh, number three, uh, value tradition. Even if your kids don't appreciate it at the time. Uh, number four, persistence and accountability. Um, I think this podcast is a great example of persistence and accountability uh, on, on both of our parts, uh, which hopefully is beneficial to you. And takeaway number five, value supporting and helping others succeed. And if you choose to do uh, integrate each of these five values, uh, Dr. Rhoda and I absolutely guarantee that you will be better for it. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.